it's, listen, man. I'm like, you guys, I buzzed to be in the... I was just at CGSW not long ago, and I got to bring my daughter in, too. She got to sit in, in the booth, right? And she's seen me being... She's seen me perform, both of them, since they were little. But it was so... She was. She saw a different me in here, you know? She saw how different you interact with people. Yeah. It's not the blazing guns and everything. It's how do you do... She saw how you deliver the stage. Thanks, man. In a confined, I love this. And some people do not hit this mic right in a booth setting. There are just some people who don't know how to grace a mic in a booth setting. Right, you right, know, you right. You have to know how to kind of, This is where you kind of actually make love to a mic. Well, I got my notepaper ready here, so you might not think <laughs> you you're guys coaching already, today. You guys already got this shit going. You know what you're doing. You man. might not think you're coaching today, but you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I well, am just here helping. This is awesome, man. We're, we're is very exciting. new to the scene uh, in terms of broadcasting, and we've had some awesome people around us that have been coaches and, and support to like bridge the gap of, of technology and, and understanding what you it takes. <laughs> no, I keep going, I'm interrupting because I'm loving what you're saying. Well, uh, I'm just reminded of Keith, right? He's got a badass studio in his basement, oh, yeah. sound soundproof. He renovated a wood shop. He bought the house from his brother-in-law and he, and he had a wood shop down there. Room probably Maybe what a little bit bigger than this one. Big, big would have been bigger than a little this bit one, big. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, one and a half times. Just this. Space. This space this, here, okay. yeah, one and a half times this, and he gutted it all, and he 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 and he knows that world. That's sound, his. That is. So his he world. knows how to set everything up the way that it should be set up, and it's oh, legit. it was so awesome. It was our it was our first experience in a soundproof room, like with the headphones, and it was so fucking awesome. Doesn't it? It audibly takes you into a different place. Yeah, it totally did. Okay, it really does. Have you heard of that particular room, the, the most soundproof room on the planet? Have you heard about this room? You can no. look it up online, and it shows you a photo of the I'm good, most actually. soundproof room on Okay, Earth. I'll have just a little bit. All right. And they say, and you look at it, it's got all this jagged bone and stuff, but it looks perfectly <coughs> engineered. You can tell some smart folks did this. Oops, and they sorry. say, no worries, and they say... The longest anyone can last in this room is 45 minutes. You can hear your heartbeat. You can hear your blood move. No you way. Can, it's that Oof, sound. That'd be proof. pretty intense. That would be intense. And your own voice, your own... <clears throat> you're you're just a, with you're yourself, man. Yeah, you're yeah. not enough to stimulate yourself. It. I would love to be in that room. I just know. Just to see. Just to feel. Just to feel it, yeah. Have you ever done a sensory deprivation? I'm scared to do that. I wanted to. Oh my! I was just gonna say I've got a I've got a certificate that expires December thirty first, and it's like what we've referred you haven't to. Done uh, it in, in our world, we call that Parkinson's law. So work expands to meet the time allotted. Great, right? That's called Parkinson's law. Wow! A brilliant man uh, taught me that. Work expands to meet the time allotted. Damn. Give a man 30 days to do a task, it'll take him 29 and a half. <laughs> I don't know what week. you're talking about. You give him a week, he'll do it in six and a half. We'll give him do it in seven days. Speaking of which, there's a retired teacher's convention. I heard about it coming. Woman particularly told me about it months ago. Deadline to submit the fucking proposal, 27th of September. When did I just submit it? 26th of September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, I'm like, I know I got to get this shit done. Okay, it's come down to that. There I am. Last minute. Yes. And it's not a rush. It's just. I'm, I'm reminded of. Uh, yeah, right? Give it, it the time. Give it the time. I don't understand. And I say to students, 
don't do this as a habit. <laughs> yeah. I said, I don't do this because I want to do this. I said, it's a mental thing. It's procrastination. It's force of habit. It's neurology. It's a bunch of shit. But the thing is, you know, you've got time. Try to do it, you know? And still, there I am. Yeah, it's 25. <laughs> I got time. I got time. See, that is, I'm reminded of, uh, of those... Um, what is it? Relative truths and mm, the absolute and relative truths. Absolute and a- relative truths. Yeah. Parkinson's law is is a, a relative truth that can really show up as an absolute because it's so pe- it's just such a default thing that people fall into, right? Yeah. Really. Deadlines. Really. Deadlines. <clears throat> so I'm gonna start the podcast. Cools. This is okay, awesome. I think I'm good on that, man. Thank you. All wow. right. Everybody's right. Cool. Oh, this, this will be a podcast like no other. This oh, is man. great. <laughs> just... I love this. Show. I don't know why, but Elon Musk shows up. In <laughs> <world>. <laughs> yeah. So good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 43 of The Gist Life. Another stellar Saturday morning and excited to be in the presence of another superhero. Born and raised on the streets of Toronto with roots from Barbados. He is a father, a musician, a coach a mentor to our struggling youth, and a therapist for the soul. He is a known name in the world of slam poetry and spoken word and holds multiple poetry slam champion titles across Canada. He's a warrior, one of the good guys, and his words and performances are weapons of inspiration on stage. Some of you might know him as Wakefield Brewster. We'd much rather introduce to you his alter ego, the Lyrical Pitbull. Oh, dude. So welcome. (laughs) Hello, good morning. Thank you very much, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I have, uh, I was introduced to you by a mutual friend of ours, Michael Dean Darby. <clears throat> and it's been inside of something that I've been exploring for about a year or so, maybe 20 years. I'm only now really admitting it. <clears throat> and that is exploring poetry and, uh, and, and having myself be heard. And so inside of that journey, I, I reached out, I, I met Michael through a, an interesting uh, circumstances of events. And this is just in my wheelhouse is how I do things. People just show up when I'm curious and, and looking for something. And, uh, and I ended up, t- I, I, we, we hit it off. He was just such a cool guy. And, yeah. and then I started yeah. to share some of the stuff that I'm exploring and curious about and don't really know. And the story that I had about not being a good writer, which I'm still working on, of course. We're all working on that yeah. story. And then he introduced me to a Wakefield Brewster, which I had never heard of. And that doesn't mean anything because it was not necessarily my world, right? Uh, and I did some searching, and here's the funny thing. I don't know if you've heard of Buddy Wakefield. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, famous Buddy Wakefield. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at and looking up his stuff and, and going to Michael. I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. He's not who I, who I pictured, though. Like, you painted a different picture. He's like, yeah, that's because he's the wrong guy. I'm like, oh. So Wakefield Brewster. And, yeah. uh, and then I came across your work. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. finally. It made sense now. So you've been in this space, in the, in the world of, of words and uh, magic and connecting those two worlds together for a very long time. Tell us a little bit about that. And if there is something that shows up, you got the mic. All right. First of all, thank you 
very much for having me here because as I said at the beginning of this, at the onset, I, I loved it. You saw my eyes coming down here. Yeah. I saw the setup. Right now I'm in heaven, peeps, so you're going to get the best of me. I'm Wakefield Brewster. I'm a poet. That's how people have known me, met me for the last 18 years. It was January 9th, 2000 was the first day I hit a mic live and I haven't looked back. Awesome. I started my career in Toronto. Calgary is now home. I did my first five years on the mic in Toronto, left out here for, you know, I came in 2006, it was land of opportunity, oil, gas, money, jobs was everywhere, it was an employee's market. Yeah. It's not that I was skilled or anything, it was just way more easier ways to be an artist out here and work a job. Right, yeah, okay? yeah. Because that's what you do, you're hungry, you're tired, you're thirsty, you're broke, right? That's how it is when you're when you're an artist. You're really not capitalizing on the career, you're, you're just getting by and working on the career. I came out here and let's face it, you go from a town of five, six million down to barely a million at the time, not even like 750,000 in 2006, something like that. Mm -hmm. Do the math, big fish, small pond, right away, kaboom. Just do the math. So when I got here, it was easy to flourish. Oh, that's great. Calgary has treated me wonderfully. Oh, I remember nice. when I was fitting to leave, and especially with the black community uh, poets, they were like, Wakefield, what are you doing? This is Calgary. It's Cowboy, yeehaw, yeah. redneck, it's Bible thumping, little Texas cow rustling, it's frontier, yeehaw. And I looked at them and said, Well, I guess they need me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I love so that, dude. I was like, It's time to go. So I came out here and that was brilliant. That's it. That's I, I really, I really have rocked the mic in a significant way out here, in ways I didn't think were possible. So many opportunities have happened in Calgary. This is home. Um, this is where I really became the poet that I am and am still trying to be today because of the move, the shift, the people, the life, the pace, everything. Wow. It's all encompassing and it's all uh, been part of my poetry. Uh, I've, I've grown tremendously out here. I owe so much to Calgary. And uh, I'm staying. This is home now. I'm staying. Wow. You, you touched on something that I really resonate with because, and I speak to a lot of people um, who are in the creative community in one way or another uh, or impact the creative community. And, and they just they just feel like there's this vibe here in Calgary that's un, under the radar. You know, it's not really known and it makes a difference. As you see goosebumps go up on my arm in front of you, I tell people, when you see goosebumps go up, I mean it and I feel it and it's true. Mm. I've been here 12 years and still there's this, it's, it's like something's still coming. Yeah, yeah, it's, totally. And as long as that feeling, well, see, there's another one of these ways I think of things. Um, for instance, you will always find me with my earbuds in and it's not because I'm shutting out the world. Every, <laughs> every poet, rapper, MC, everyone who can throw down a microphone who I know can kick my ass. That's who I'm listening to all the time. I'm always doing homework. For all of the slams I've won and accolades and all of the great things people may say about me, these guys could whoop me on their, their worst day underwater, inebriated, blindfolded, mm -hmm. and half dead. You know, these guys could kill me. So I'm always listening to them. There's always these places I got to reach, these heights I want to I wanna get to, places to go. That's how I feel about some of the vibes that are in Calgary or out west. I, I guess I, I'll say Calgary because that's where I am. I'll keep it local. It doesn't really matter what 
someone is into, I find, well, let's stick with what I know. The artistic community truly does feel there's always this thing waiting to happen. Mm. It's always hungry. Mm. As long as there's always that feeling that something's about to happen, things will keep happening. Yeah. You know, it's, it uh, is one of those, yeah, it's not destination. It is one of those journey things. As long as people are still hungry to make it happen, it will always be coming tomorrow. Always coming, always coming, right? That's what you want to have people believing something's coming. I want to be one of those things that's always on the horizon and been here 12 years and still, you know, it's one wow. of those. That's, that's how I look at poetry, art, how I'm living. And what I want to bring to this community that's been so good to me. Oh, that's so great. Wow. Uh, I'm reminded of something that uh, a high school teacher said to me once. He said that, because you said it, to make it. He said, anticipation is often more satisfying than than it. Let's call it it. That's what it's all about, man, is keep it coming. It it's is a mountain truth. with no top. It's, it's the truth. Right. Um, wow. My favorite color is orange. Almost an absolute, dare I say. <laughs> right? Yeah? My favorite color is orange. And there's a lot of color psychology. One of the things behind orange is hunger. Hmm. Always having this desire. Always, I'm a Leo too. My colors are orange, yellow, and red. The hot colors, the high spectrum. Right. That's how I run so it's just all part and parcel to what it is that is me to to join this vibe where something's about to happen look around we got how many places of construction happening yeah Constantly it's pissing us going. off but once one site is done man it's butter isn't it and aren't we all happy that we went through that thing that's already done it's done we're driving through look go oh, we're happy pay for all blah 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 that's how it works man <laughs> you know it, there's things it's chaos to get, yeah there's it's organized chaos there's things to get through i mean come on like where's the where's the growth if there's no change where's the right. challenge and there's no struggle i mean those things have to exist the best artists in the world had the most tumultuous personal lives right Look at all the 27s that we've lost. Kurt Cobain, hmm. Joplin, Hendrix, there's a bunch of them. Their personal lives weren't the greatest. You got people who are awesome painters and flipping their ears, cutting their ears off, right? We've got people who are, who are addicts, alcoholics, and have behaviors that are beyond deplorable. And they're some of the greatest creators ever. They usually are. They're the ones that have actually trailblazed for all of us. I've never heard of some happy-ass person walking around, skipping around, and happy as hell, great and stuff, changing the world. Yeah, there is. But you get what I'm saying. Those ones that really made the big difference, well, the, the big difference is the ones that I relate to anyway. Those were the ones that had the hard living going on at the same time. That hard living inspired those great works. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm hearing right now, man? This is like... Uh, profound for me and it could have something to do with the way we started the podcast but <laughs> I'm hearing full like full self-expression yeah without and, a doubt because what I mean by that is there's occasions uh, that happen like times that happen for me that I, I could be uh, I could occur to somebody as a nutcase They're like wow this guy is crazy like yeah. you know but that's behind closed doors people don't see me get crazy right <laughs> they see what I want to let the world see yeah but these artists they have like things that happen so next level their art is so or whatever they're creating is so next level well so is everything else and they're willing to put it out there yeah and they're willing to put it out there like this is just how I roll this is who I am I might say some shit that you don't like or don't agree with but look at all the shit I can do over here I can't help this right it's cathartic 
it's a whole living in catharsis for these great artists they're exploding Hmm. all the time right you know there are a lot of artists who are working to get to that point that they're that they're trying to have this happen Mm. what and and inside of trying, probably a lot of struggle and, and feeling like we're not we're not getting it, we're not hitting it, it's not working for me. Maybe I'm not an artist, maybe I'm not creative. Whatever the the stories come in, what would you say to those creatives? And dare I say, we're all we all have a creative genius inside of us that just has been refused and not allowed out. What do you say to that? Man, that's there's a lot to a lot to kind of say to that. Um, when it comes to the struggle of artists, struggles in life, struggles, period, I've kind of, I've had to adopt ways of thinking and tell myself things that work for me. So I keep going, I have, right. You've got to work with your brain. You can't work against your thinking. You've got to work with it somehow. So because I work with words, I often have these you know, self euphemism, so I can just get a handle on things like struggle and failure. Mm. And when my second biggest relationship fell apart, things were very, very rocky. Just in my, you know, it's, it's a big relationship, things were very rocky. And I developed this one thing I kept saying when things were just going left, right, and center, and especially when I was out of control. And I said, okay, this is what's happening. Honestly, I would say, okay, look, man, this, this is what's happening. No matter how I'm feeling, this is actually what's happening. Now, just try and get your head around that. Sometimes when I struggle, which is all of the time, if people knew the depth of other people's personal struggles, it would open their eyes to a whole world of compassion. When I go through the struggles that I go through, when I especially hit failures, guys, I mean what feel like failures, I have to remind myself something. If I keep trying, because that's where you begin with artists who are trying through their struggle. If I keep trying, I haven't failed. As many times as I keep, I'll go to the grave saying that because it actually fits my belief system. If I keep trying at this thing, I can't say I failed. Because you're still doing it. You know, I I say to students before we start working, because I get them, I get their attention, I get them. But, you know, of course, there's students who were like me when I was their age, and I'm not biting, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a little more convincing needed. Yeah, I'd look at them and I'd say, before we begin working, I'd like to explain something called effort. When you make an effort, it shows. When you don't make an effort, it shows, and it's all on you. Before you pick up a pen or pencil, crayon, whatever implement you have in working with me, remember, if you make an effort, I didn't say if you'll succeed. I didn't didn't put any end game for anyone. Mm. Said if you make an effort. I often say, Guys, have you ever seen that guy, that girl, doesn't matter? And everything just comes easy. They don't even have... What kind of language can I use in this 
podcast. Anything. Yo, these motherfuckers don't even have to fucking try, right? <laughs> shit just fucking happens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's yeah. the kind of shit I'm talking about. These motherfuckers who don't even try. Just it, the world is ill divided. This fucking happens. There's that guy. There's that girl. Shit just fucking happens. Life is good. Dad's got the greatest job. Mom's beautiful. Got the greatest job. Well, I don't care what the scenario is. They are smart. They are good looking. They're pretty. Whatever. They get the job. They get everything. They're not even assholes. They're actually fucking really nice fucking people too. Mm, mm -hmm. But somehow <laughs> things just seem to... It's not like they're not trying. Guys, you got to see where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. It's just people and puzzles just... <laughs> Make images fast. You know, their Rubik's Cube is just always one, oh, one man. thing away. It's incredible. You're like, fuck. If and they I say to them, you kind of resent them, don't you? Even if it's your best homie, don't you kind of go, a little struggle wouldn't fucking hurt you, bitch, you know? <laughs> I said, and then you see that guy. And I don't care what he's doing. He's working like a motherfucker. This guy is falling face down and picking himself up. This guy's facing ridicule and covering his ears. This guy is plugging away. This dude is tired. Whatever this person, man, woman, beast, whatever this living creature is doing, they are, it's tooth and nail, it's skin and teeth. Give me a euphemism, give me, well, I don't care, but there it is, man, it's blood on the floor. They're a crime scene, they're everything. And they just don't give up. And at the end of it all, oh, there's that hand, right? It's, you know, shaking. You can see it. it's about to, and it drops because they're dead. You still cheer for them though, don't you? And every student goes, yeah. And I go, that's what effort's about. <laughs> that's why you like them. I'm a, I'm a football fanatic soccer, okay? FIFA, I go mad. <laughs> You wouldn't believe that poetry was ever part of my life when FIFA's on. I'm just right. <laughs> and the like, who do you love? And I'm like, I'll tell you who I don't. Italy, Spain, Portugal, Argentina, Brazil, England, Germany, France. Did I miss anyone else who wins all the fucking time? <laughs> I said, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Cameroon. Man, I was, who was it that, that, did so was it bosnia that did so well i forget it was it was an underdog team that made it into the semis and they hadn't gotten in for, for croatia i think it was i think it was croatia okay. i'm not sure but it was an underdog team hasn't seen the semis for 25 years i was croatian that day you know what i mean <laughs> uh, that's how and i tell them that's effort i said do you know that these guys are going to go back to their country and it's going to be a national party for years for this they didn't win guys but they, but they won. got further than they've ever been before mm -hmm. in three decades i go that's effort that's a win wow that's what that those are wins people miss their wins every day because they see the one loss that they're fearing they may have. or the thing they've not hit yet yeah wow yeah people man miss their wins Holy shit. There's, man, you are so I don't know what to do with all that. It was amazing. Wow, guy. Okay. Listen, I don't get this shit because I think it all up. I've always said to speak effectively to the world, you must first listen effectively to it. I Hands do my down. best to listen wow. to people regardless of how much I interrupt them and speak over them and talk too much and too long and too fast. 
I really try to listen to everybody else. There's seven point something billion other people on this planet. How can I have all the answers? How can I know all the words? Well, you know what's super cool is inside of uh, the the medium that you chose to to really share publicly. The it is coming from all the things that you're listening for. For you know yeah. the the influences that are coming uh, out from others that that you are present to, you then get to give them a voice even if they haven't found their own voice yet. It is a sin and a fucking shame, especially if you have something that is superhuman. You've got a talent. You've got a and and you've got something a niche whatever. There's something you can do that is really above and beyond. Joe average human capacity. Right. Especially if it's the arts, you owe it to the world. You owe that. You owe that. You can do some really cool fucking shit and you're keeping it to yourself 24 7, 365, 66 on the leap year. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs> Dead and gone. Don't need you here. You got something <laughs> to give. Sorry. You got something to give to the. You Oh, the, the world's got hate and poison and we, how many negative things do you want me to ramble off, Kate? Don't need oh, to. Oh, man, yeah, it's brutal. It's You've the, got something the reality. fucking awesome and you're not sharing it. Sorry when my language, you know, oh. leaves the queen's good. It gets all potty mouth and slang and grammar goes out the fucking window. But shit, <laughs> this shit pisses me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, I tell artists, young artists, young artists i'm talking you know high school and I say, who's an artist in here who, who believes it they believe i am who believes they're like me they put their hands up and i tell okay i'm gonna tell you something on your way out of here art isn't here to pay you uh. your artistic ability your gifts, the unfortunate truth is you weren't blessed with them or developed them or however they got into you. Everyone's got a belief system, I don't care, but you got this. It's not here to just pay you. That isn't it. Now who's still an artist in the room? I've been tired, broke, thirsty, and hungry a lot. Who's still an artist in the room? Okay. One or two of them do cock their heads because the money game really was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, that's what's being thrown in our face all the time, right? That's that's the problem. Mm -hmm. We have turned everything into a business. That's a really... Um, that's a man, like everything has been commoditized. I'm really getting present to that. We're constantly looking to convert it, right? To turn it over, to, to generate it. It's been ingrained in our psyche now. Yeah. Man, my, my mind is blown on so many levels right now. Just listening to everything that you're saying, because it, it's, it, there's so much truth in it, but there's so much depth in it that I've got. My, I, I don't, I don't even, I can't even speak because it's like I just have so many thoughts going through my head. May know? I give you some poetry then? I would love to hear some. This poem, I would like to open with perceptions. Perceptions is a. I'm from Toronto, and and same, you know what? Before yes, go, go, before you go, yes. I just want to set this up for, for everybody listening. 
So my request is that when you listen to Wakefield, that you close your eyes and if you're if you're not driving, but, <laughs> but set yourself up where you can really be present to and listen to the words that he's saying because it can sometimes um, occur like uh, there's there's a distraction and you're out and you didn't didn't actually get the impact of of what's being said. So that's my request as we we set this up. And uh, and also I don't know if. Wakefield realizes this, but we are gritty, real, and uncensored. That was the promise right from the beginning of the... I would say this is probably one of the first that, that's definitely owned that, uh, like, I, unabashedly. Okay, Samuel L. Jackson of Canadian Poetry, right the fuck here. <laughs> okay, man. You got the floor. Like, you saw me, I was like, wait, am I really, can I really bring me up in this house? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, no, but, that's yeah, so great. That's, that's the... That's well, to, this yeah. is a, a poem called, I'll try not to take up time introing a you poem. You take up whatever you got to do. Often can, bleh. So, this poem, Perceptions, I'm from Toronto, and I ride public transit. My dad worked for the TTC. He became an engineering technologist for them. I am very accustomed to riding public transit everywhere. I ride it proudfully, unashamedly. Same here in Calgary. As I got to the studio, that's how I that's did it. That's right, yeah. Okay? Number eight, North Point. Rules! So, what happens <laughs> is, what happens is, um... I decide to ride, I have ADD, ADHD. Can you tell? Squirrel, squirrel. So what happens is I decide I'm gonna get a big dose of humanity one day. It's just how I am. And I got on the transit. And in Toronto, because there's so many people, some of the transit lines run 24 hours a day. Wow. So guys, I went on the streetcars, the buses, the eco buses, the subways, the truck. I went on all different kinds of transit for 19 straight hours. And all I did was write down, like the squirrels were everywhere. And I just kind of let them just get in my field of vision, not look for anything, just see them as it happens, as it comes to you. I just watched people and I recognized two things about people. When it comes to human behavior, a human will be, when a human is absolutely alone, isolated, this human knows that there is no one in the room, there's no cameras, there's no AV, nothing. They know they are isolated. You can guarantee that human will behave naturally. If a human knows they are being watched in any fashion or form, in the room, audio, visual, a human will attempt to act naturally. When alone, a human will behave naturally. In any kind of presence of another, a human attempts to act naturally. What a distinction. So we're all on stage, even when we don't want to be. We are forced to be. And inside of that, there are two types of people. Those who notice, you notice them, and they're conscious of it. Like they're about to litter. They're walking by you. They just crumpled up something. They they are about to drop it. And they see you and they, you know, they do that. They, <laughs> they walk with it. Then there's the others who are walking, crumpled up, look right at you and throw it right the fuck down in front of you and keep going. There's those who give a shit whether they're being observed or not. And there's those who don't. Hmm. Those are two different humans out there, man. So once I was able to see those four different elements on human behavior perceived by me, that's me dumbing it down to me, work with my brain. 
I said, okay, now I'm prepared to actually look at people for a good long time, and this is what happened. Perceptions. <clears throat> I'm piecing it together, and it resembles a cultural mosaic with the minorities nominating and the majority dominating. Pickety-clack go the tracks, cutting on black backs for not serving up flapjacks. Verbal flax will only cause lax. Funds get shunned in stacks. Then they up and raise the tax. Now you can't buy no wax. You gon' have to sell your sacks. Teardrops drop in dollars and cents. We be sitting in the middle of the motherfucking fence with pockets only full of pence. Hence, we must make a reconnaissance with our common sense and get all pence. If like I can see the bigger picture. Here comes the scripture of the lyrical lipster. Slipped ya, chipped ya, then a jujitsu flipped ya. Technology blipped ya, society clipped ya. Like life was tried, tested, and tenuously true. Switch, switch, switching. The mama's in the kitchen like my brother said she'd be pitching that condition by the situation that needed stitching. But forever, however, she never did lift the lever on the encryption. So eclectic and enigmatic, though the bowl of her soul was naturally emphatic, she went purely automatic, and all we got from mama was static, static. Lopping off limbs to secure bladed winds. I hear the false and the falsities of a humdrum. I once did stun, and then I stunk. The sweater of my creativity shrunk. I am not who's quick, but dead like a cup of liquid let go mercury a strong goblet of silver in my throat made a sliver so bring me to the giver and i'll teach him how to share i'll rip out all his hair and let it float to the earth like celestial webs so now the tide ebbs and somewhere in the middle i think i'm swollen i don't feel whole but i think i have a hole in my 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 third inner eye now that the body is incomplete, a spiritual cyclops. May a blinded soul run rampant through your rivers of repose and your pastures of peace. Goliath will play pillars like Samson smashing. Moses and God went tablet rehashing. Two fucking sins and Joshua reaps the winds. So I'm with Joshi, he gonna crumble the walls of Jericho Coming through with ill horn, cornucopia of ill flow Melodies still blow, felonies, bad stonemasons, poor architects Only you will be disappointed at the edifice erected At the wit poor workmanship that couldn't be detected I can feel the changes coming on Not like menopause, but men must Pause and consider applying some feminine laws As society falls and claws out its throat Emergency tracheostomy for the masses And still we find ways to smoke ourselves to death Choke ourselves a breath Till there's almost nothing left Just like brains of crystal meth Fragile and fragmented Agile and demented Pseudo-stratified, separated and cemented Like plasma and hemoglobin A dim watt light that can still put a strobe in Anarchistic fashion Acronistic passion. I am a thief and a liar. I steal truth and run upon rooftops so tin. Inside my head reside a din with a clip and a clop and a pace that won't stop. I am being pursued. Demons are upon me like flies on eyes. The UN cries but blatantly denies its contradictory position. When cash gets stashed in the name of a mission. Impossible. Bull, that every human belly on the swelly be full Cause cats, they be starving like Marvin They're dying in the heat of a city summer swelter They're sticking to the floors of a frozen bus shelter Live people by day, but by night, who knows The homeless death toll that lives and breathes and grows In the body like cancer, and the mind like neuromancer Pummeling psyches, pounding cerebellums Looking for the button to initiate restart Pulling personified pixels apart My 
my heart, my heart, my goddamn heart. I am frozen, stuck in the winter net. I have been molested by the mechanical hands of a robotic Jack Frost. I didn't have no backup, so my files got lost. Shuffled to random access, this defragmenter. File, edit, view, insert, format, tools, table, window, help! Holy shit. I apologize if the audio is a little crazy because I'm like, I have no idea what to do over here. <laughs> and that was magical. Damn. Damn. It really took something for me to keep with you. Not because of anything other than my my t tendency to... To want to contemplate more about what you just said, or, or or it being pulled in a different direction. Mission accomplished. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. From day one. No, not day one. But when I got, when I caught my feet, when I learned to do this, that was one of the elements. And the thing is, I did. I moved with a hip hop flow. Okay, I'm a black man from a black family. I was black when rap was. First considered music, August 11th, 1974. I was there, okay? Black, yes. that shit's in me. Right. That's the delivery. Yeah, it, it's there. But it's not just about the speed. It was the speed. I did deliver with speed. And as the years have gone by, I am backing off slower and slower and slower. And people still say the same thing. You you hit me with the next thing before I'm done with the, the first thing and the thing before and the thing before. And I'm like, mission accomplished. Yeah, I would say rewind that and listen again, because, dude, I don't know how long that was, but that was... That was insane. That was sick, bro. That's me slowing it down. Got I it. usually try to have, because I'm a slam master, I try to have all my poems in that field of three minutes, ten seconds. But because we're in this environment, I definitely wanted to give you gentlemen and your audience a better... Dude, oh, you know, that's space so awesome. So that is me spacing it Thank out. You. Wow, so it even comes at you faster normally. That was... I'm telling you, look back on that, on that video over here that's facing me. I, I, I'm just my, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just capturing everything, man. I'm honestly, I'm humbled, dude. That was that was incredible. Thank you, you guys. It was amazing. I understand that was me watching people. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude. That's what I'm saying. Like these because, are these are scenes. No, I'm good. These, Thank you. These are scenes. I'm okay. Right. Well, well you're coming. What you're. That's that's why I'm so. Uh, I'm just at a loss for words because it's like you're in my head. You said that yesterday. It's like you're in my head. It's amazing, dude. It's... And, and and he is in our heads because the reality yeah, is that's the observation what's going on. is that face. It's so much. That's <laughs> right? what, that's what I mean, dude. It's like yeah. the, the things that I see, the things that I hear, <clears throat> the things that I grapple with, the things that I'm trying to share with people and make a bigger difference. All of that was inside of what you said and. The mindlessness that occurs in the world, and, and, and it saddens me that people don't realize that they're in their own like psychological prison. And, and I sit here and I go, and, I, and I'm like, my version of prey for these people. And you're just spitting it, and it makes me, it's just like, wow, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing oh, up. Oh, damn, Vern, you, it it's sick, dude. Day. Like, it was a just... really fucked up day. Those were things I saw. When I said that one point, I said, um, lopping off looms, disappear, bleeding Wednesday, the bus fell um, no, I, it was the part about, oh, switch, switch, switching. The mama's in the kitchen like my brother said she'd be pitching a connection by the situation that needed stitching. 
But however, but however, forever, she never did lift the lever on the encryption. So eclectic and enigmatic, though the bowl of her soul was naturally emphatic. She went purely automatic, and all we got from mama was static, static. What I saw was, here's the scene. I'm on the subway. A white lady comes in. She's got two toddlers, and she's got a baby in a stroller. Oh, and man. it's kind of one of those, she's disheveled. Okay, you can just see she's herself. She's living hard. Yeah. Okay, you can see it. You can put any scenario you want. You're probably going to be right. Okay, I'm not judging. I'm giving you the vision. Got it. So I see her come in, and I'm like, boom. She's right in my field of vision. There's kids. I'm like, boom. It hits me hard. So I'm looking and understand. I'm not trying to interpret. Okay, guys, I'm trying to be really blank. I'm trying to be water. Whatever. Woo be water. Okay, I'm trying to just. <laughs> I am trying to just be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, during this whole day, I'm just trying to let people, I'm, I'm purposefully letting my vibe down. I'm trying to, in, I'm trying to sniff yours. That's what I was doing. So when she came in, I was like, boom. I was like, and the phone, she gets on the phone and the kids are dirty, you know, dirty faces and everything, hair is oily looking, the clothes are looking like they haven't been washed. It's a scene. She gets on the phone, but it's loud. It's the subway, there's herky jerky. So I don't see much. I just kind of see a few words and and then she did this. Hey guys. And then the train stopped. She put her hands on. Shit. She went out the door with open. She didn't look for the other two kids. You get what I'm saying? Whatever happened on the phone was the shit. Yeah. And she blacked out. She oh went autopilot. And the kids felt it. If for anyone who doesn't believe, you can feel each other. The yeah, word yeah. vibe is there for a fucking reason. She didn't say a word. She went like this and the kids went. Like, it was weird. Yeah, they yeah. Went, and she didn't look for them. She did one of these guys and headed out the door. And the kids, what the bigger kid grabs the little one. Yeah. Already right. he's in that role. Yeah, right. And there he is reaching for, and there it came out. Wow. Switch, switch, switching. The mama's in the kitchen. Like my brother said, she'd be pitching a conniption about a situation that needed stitching. But forever, however, she never did lift the lever on the encryption. So eclectic, enigmatic, though the bowl of her soul was naturally emphatic. She went purely automatic. And all we got from mama was static. Static. Mm. That Damn. was one of the scenes, right? There. Dude, the fact that you can pull, pull that stuff out and tell a story with it. Oh, that's it's the magic. Fucking sick, man. You know what? And um, and this is just where my brain goes. I'm like, dude, people need to know this. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if you can deliver that to somebody, they're like, oh wow, that was really good. And then they walk away, and be like, that was awesome, man. Wow. They don't realize like what it where actually it came took from. for you to create that. And it's not just you writing words on a on a paper. There, there's like deep intrinsic thought about a picture that you saw. I wrestle with the words, man. Yeah. That's the way I say it. Just pull that. I I, I can relate to that. How long was that whole thing you saw? That was all of what? Like 30 seconds? Um, From one subway stop to the next. So let's say three minute, two minute. Yeah, okay. Sure. She got on and I saw them. The thing, and the thing is, the, um, it's an outdoor, it's an outdoor um, stop. There's only two outdoor stops on the subway. That's how I remember. It was probably Davisville. It was Davisville probably stop because it's an outdoor one. Right. There's one in wow. the mid downtown and there's one in the east. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, whoo, I'm going all the way. Guys, man, holy. We're giving you a bit of throwback. Yo, eh? yeah. there go the hairs. There they are. <laughs> so that's, it's one stop. 
guys, think of one stop on the train here. That's it. It just passes by. Listen, man, I gotta, I gotta try and. I don't. If you can't feel it, check your pulse because <laughs> I, I gotta draw this up for people. Wakefield, <coughs> you are one of the the, <coughs> the deepest, most passionate, inspiring individuals I've ever been around. I can go on record and say that I'm just Thanks, like man. touched, man. Like deeply by that, your man. presence, dude. It's I, uh, unbelievable. I don't know what to say to that. Your your depth is uh is 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 that's what I'm saying. Like I think that a lot of people they discount things before they even give themselves an opportunity to to get what what was just Welcome thrown. to Poetry's Life. If right? Poetry like, was a walking human, he would say, or just, she, Welcome to my life. People People don't get me. It's like don't get it's like, me. You, you know what you did? You you come in here and you put these 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 dirty rocks, these stones on the table. And we're like, what the fuck is this? But we don't take the time to polish the stone and see what might be there and realize there's gold underneath. That's what you're up to. Absolutely. What a way to describe I it. I find there's gold in every body. You know, yeah. take, you know that sounds all new age. and Not quite. I, no, I really man, do you, believe there's a wealth in people. The there is. For everyone who is capable enough to communicate with each other, I believe there is this capacity of great humanity. I believe that I live in the humanities. I am an advocate for literacy and my vehicle is poetry. That's what I do as a poet. I am a performance poet, a slam poet, but I'm an educator. I'm not a teacher by education. I don't have the education in papers. I don't have the little the, the, the letters, but I have the capacity and teachers ask me to come to their schools mm. and say, well, everyone can tell the same things you tell and, you know, the same things you're going to teach them are the same things our school and our teachers in L.A. can teach them, but not like you. They say there's something about how you do this bringing people. I bring people into the world of words. Poetry has all it has so many misconceptions and all of these weird silos. I try to tear down the silos and show people if you want to experience something new, let's just begin with that. Do you have the open mind? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, here you go. This is this thing called poetry. You're in class. You're gonna have to deal with this anyway. I kind of break it to them like that, softly, hardly, like that. You're gonna have to deal with this anyway. Why don't you just try to deal with being open-minded for a minute? Just let me explain what poetry really is. You think you know, and I'm betting that you don't know Let's talk. Let me talk about it. Let me show you what it is. Da, 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 da. Just create the space. Just yeah, open up. Man. They fill that space with no problem. And the thing is, I bludgeon them with not all these life lessons or anything. I tell them this. The reason that I choose to bring poetry and literacy to you is because I believe that if you read well, not good, read well, <laughs> write well and speak well. I do believe this. You can, yeah, record this, put it out there. This is what I believe. If you can read well, write well, and speak well, you probably will do well. There's seven point something other billion humans, and no matter what you want to do in your life, you're going to have to communicate with a whole whack of them to get shit done. Very true. If you are working at optimum personal communication level, just in your reading, your writing, and how you speak, you will find that life is a lot more fulfilling. I can honestly say it, that 
I was just a loud mouth running at the mouth at all, all the time, cylinders all the time. I was ADD, ADHD. We didn't have that back in my day. I was just just in case a loud mouth kid, a kid with behavior problems. I was one of those kids. But when I look back in my life, every good thing and bad that I got in or out of had to do with talking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I was the greatest at a physical thing. It wasn't because I was the greatest at playing classical piano. It wasn't because I was the greatest drummer. It's not about my mouth. So for all mm-hmm. the pitfalls, it actually built a lot of ladders that allowed me to climb to places I don't believe I would have gotten to without that mouth rambling. Let's face it, people have raw talent. When I was young and couldn't control and wasn't aware of my mental illnesses, it's energy going everywhere. But there's a lot of great shit going everywhere. And over time and learning and capacity, compassion and stuff, I just turned something that I had that was firing everywhere and now it's a laser beam. Mm -hmm. Now my speech is laser beam. It's what I've been doing all my life. So every good or bad thing ever I've gotten in or out of has been because of speaking. I want to pass on that if you read well, write well and speak well, you'll probably do well. I can so stand by that. The days of having to be an old rich white man from old money are gone. Everyone with a cell phone is now an AV. Everyone now now is a photographer, a videographer. Everyone's a producer, right? Dude, look at what you're you're witnessing right now. Well, so it's not all about those pillars of what keeps us down because we have a lot of access now. All of us do. Yeah, and, so, and at an insane amount now too. And the thing is, this amount of access created through technology didn't get there with using words like um, like, right, you know. It didn't get there like that, guys. Maybe it was dry and technical and boring, but it was direct, functional, straight, understandable, literate, hmm. professional. Um, Nicholas, if you're listening, this is this one's for you. We were just talking about the 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 commitment to language as our our critical channel of communication, and to really be intimately aware of it and understand it and know how to use it. And yeah, man, I I hear what you're saying. You you got something just gelling over there, eh? <laughs> man, you've been writing it like a storm over there. I'm just. Are you dropping some some slam poetry on no. right now? <laughs> No, man, I, I just pull, I just pulled some things out that, that please questions, please. Well, not necessarily questions, but just okay. observations, sure. words that I pulled out of what you're saying and some of my own interpretations. So I just I want to share this, because um, like I said, I think for a lot of people, myself included, having another listen through and really ruminating on some of the things that you're saying. Because there's so much depth and they like that story you shared, that context is missing yeah. for a lot of those elements. Absolutely. So sit with totally. it and be like, okay, what is he getting at here? Right? So I'm just pulling some things out that I'm just like, okay, first of all, I put at the top gritty, real, and uncensored. And I wrote that after uh, the world needs real because it's a wake up. So what I'm getting at there is, is when you asked what is the level of filter here? And we gave you the license. <laughs> you, you you just you 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 would have gotten people's attention regardless of of who the listener is. You would have gotten their attention right in that moment. But I think that that's a wake up sometimes that's necessary because we're so unplugged and we have our head in the device. Yeah, the or, automatic or, way. 
or or the or even the problems of life because even in that moment if that lady i'm not judging her or taking a right. shot but if she had wherever she was at if she had a higher level of proficiency and uh, the ability to focus that whatever that information is regardless of what it was it still may have had an impact on her but if she had the ability to focus on what was most important in that moment which was the well-being of her children right she would have been like, boom, okay, first thing, big, big problem. Where are my kids? Right? Not to say that there's anything right or wrong about what happened. But what she had available but to that's her. But that's what she, right? That's yeah. right. Or, and in this case, what she didn't have available yeah. to her. It so, is scary to see. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, I, I got emotional when you, you described it. I, I get it. Yeah. They, I have yeah. kids, right? Like, and I know you got kids. You got, we got kids, so we get that. Yeah, sure. you can picture that, right? Yeah. And I got emotional during your whole... Uh, piece oh it's real now another thing that i pulled out just from the conversation i can't remember where this came was all average okay so let's say that let's say for a second everyone in this room and joe rogan and elon musk included let's say that we're all average people but we all have something in us that's great you know what i'm saying we all have a gift Mm -hmm. but most of us suppress the gift yep Right, we're all above average at something, but we're all average. I have to remember you said that. We'll go back to that. It's just like this is something I pulled out from you, dude. So you got to give yourself the credit. It's unbelievable. Uh, when when just, you have the listening of of people, this is the impact that it makes. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, you really got my attention today, and I'm just I'm just oh, floored. So I just want to share this so that yeah. whoever, that our listeners really get like, because we're with you. They're yeah. just listening. There is some video here, but even the video is not this. <laughs> I'm feeling. Thank you. Right? Man. I'm vibing with I, you, right? I told you I love this environment. You, you can feel oh, each other in this. I got mm-hmm. something as soon as you hit the bottom of the <laughs> stairs. I was like, this is going to be a great day. Yeah. Some totally. shit's going to happen today. This is going to be a great day. So I wrote down the word observation, deep, passion, giver. You're a giver, man. You exist to contribute. That's what you're here for. That's what I'll, all I've gotten from you today. Thank you uh, very much. Um, sorry. It's not, okay. Okay. Not everyone has it. Okay. This is just something that just, this is how my brain works. You're talking about things and that thing, it comes up a lot, but it is really there inside of music, inside of sports, inside of acting, inside of art or any kind of creation. People say, sorry, kid, you just don't have it. Or that kid, man, he's got it. doesn't matter if he can run a 40 and four, three, or if he can spit lyrics like you're doing. Right? It's like, oh man, that guy's got it. So you just got to find your zone where you have it. Yeah. Because everybody has something that's it. Can I just interrupt that with something? Yeah, absolutely. But I want you to continue. But it's so on this. I tell students this. You're not going to be me. I'm not trying to make you be me. I have to bring literacy to you and it's your poetry unit. I'm going to teach you how to be the best you at this that you can be. Mm. I said, but listen, let's talk about, uh, they say, I don't know what to write about. Mm. I say, okay, guys, listen, if there was three things about me, poetry, taekwondo, and music, those are three things that are just part of me. Everyone knows those things are awake, loves taekwondo, loves his music, whether I'm playing it or love it, listening to it. Mm. And of course, poetry. I said, there was this commercial when I was a kid in Toronto. And, And I said, and it was shot around Toronto and it was different clips about Three seconds, four seconds each. I said, I can't do the math. Memory's funny, but it was enough for you to see. And every clip was a different kid. 
white kid, black kid, girl, boy, Asian, didn't matter. It was just different kids. And every kid was doing something different. Kid had a bow staff, martial arts. Next kid playing a tuba on the bus. Next kid says, my thing is dinosaurs. My thing is sound effects. <laughs> Starts doing dinosaurs. Another kid is tap dancing. Another kid's doing ballet. Another kid's uh, doing some scientist shit. It, it's just boom, 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 boom. That's the official and then, term. And then, and, then you hear, and then you hear this voice go, nobody does that. It's a kid. He goes, nobody does everything, but everybody does something. Oh, boom. Yeah. What's your thing? Yeah, nice. That's what I tell them to write about. I yeah. said, you don't just wake up and come to school and go home and wait for the next day, wash, rinse, repeat. I said, no, you don't. I said, there's a whole bunch of time you're not here. That's where you're you. Some of you guys got hobbies, passions, artists, athletes, whatever. I said, some of you do survival. I said, I know this about you cats. And this isn't Toronto. This is where there's lots of space. There's a lot of S, there's a lot of outdoor stuff. I said, you guys are woodsy and outdoorsy. I said, everyone's got some shit going on. You want to write about something? What's your thing? What do you do? And some of them give it a real shot and go, I do this. Okay. Now this thing you do is not new. There's a billion people that have done it before you and a billion people are going to do it after you. And that's the low numbers, the low end of numbers. This thing you do you got to bring us into the world like it's the first time it's ever been invented. It's ever mm. experienced. This is, Man, you give me some where, mad coaching, brother. This is where it comes from. <gasps> I go, you, I said, the, 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 the challenge of a creative writer is the whole world's pretty much discovered, okay? It pretty much is here. For your lifetime, the whole world's been discovered already. You <laughs> need to show the world, you need to bring something that is very common. You need to show the world something very common in the most uncommon way. Mm. That is the challenge of creative writing. So when you're looking at what to write about, you gotta find your thing. And nobody does everything, but everybody does something. Wow. What's your thing? Fucking love this podcast, dude. Oh my god, dude. I love the fact that we can do this. Do you know wow. what I mean? Like, oh, dude, shit. there's so much. You, you are. It's like so timely, right? Always You're such is. a good fit Always inside is. of the gist, man. I, I'm telling you, you brought something. Like, did he not just shine a light on everything that we're like up to in the world? Right uh, absolutely. Now? Like, and like, if, guys, wow. I walked into here. I walked down here, and it was bathed in light. You, you saw my. You said, "Look at your face. Your face said something." I'm totally. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, but okay, this place okay. looks like some shit is happening, <laughs> and I want to contribute. So. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Let yeah, me just finish yeah. this quick because I, so I think we could go all day. We, we really could. Up, yeah. Oh, oh dude. And you need me to drop another poem on the way out too? We, I think it's we should. You know, guys. you know what we'll do is we'll we'll exit the podcast and that is how we'll. Can we end it with that? Because that would be, I think that would be amazing. brilliant. It'd be brilliant. brilliant. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, so there were good. some things again. I could talk about each of these things. Get that. David knows this about me. It's part of the reason why we created a podcast. I likes to talk. <laughs> okay. But so I could go deep on all this, but um, I mean, you said communication and, and underneath that I, I put, I, I've said this on the podcast plenty of times. Communication is more than just talking and hearing is not listening. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's just, God, man, this is, uh, I, I, I wrote down here a uh, connection. Cause you talked about how when you were successful in school, it had to do with speaking right? Like you, you were communicating with somebody. That's why you did well whenever you did well. And for me, I realized I'm like, wow, because I always have it that English is not something I'm great at, right? Like literacy. 
However, I did well in school because I connected with teachers. I connected with people and I never gave anybody a hard time. I brought something to the, to the class instead of taking something away and they were fine with that. So they did things to help me get through if they had to, right? So connection. I wrote down talent. I wrote down energy, compassion. And I wrote this down because this is how I interpreted it. You talked about, I think it was somewhere in the vein of like trying different things and, and, and creating and practicing and eventually that you, you, you mentioned laser. That's what it was. Yeah. You said laser. And I, I, I just wrote down try with an arrow to focus. It's sort of like, I don't know how to focus. I don't know how to focus. What should I be focusing on? Mm. Well, maybe I should try some shit. Oh, okay. Let me try this. Which one should I focus that on? For a while. All right. Yeah. Well, that doesn't, I really like that. That's not interesting to me anymore. Well, let me, let me try to focus on that. Right. So yeah, dude. Anyway, that uh, I'm floored, man. Thank you for being here. It was a magical experience. And in, in typical fashion, man, the question just came out. What is your something? And if you haven't discovered your something, yeah, man. you're, you're missing out on you, on you, <laughs> on nothing but you. Yeah, absolutely. What are, what are your kids? Some things, are you really empowering that? That's the question to ask for yourself. Okay. So that was episode 43, 43. We're going to have Wakefield exit us, but do not forget to write in, uh, I don't even know what to say right now. Please write in. We want to hear from you. Say hi at the gist.life. You got it. Oh. We changed the email and Vern's just grappling yeah, with it a little bit. Just like, man, it's letting it sink in. Okay, man. It's yours. Okay, so I'm not going to correct you. I'm just going to alter that story. I was terrible at school. I was a D student. I was a problem. I didn't excel at all. I, okay. I had a personality that many teachers weren't that fond of. I was a bit of a discipline case. My report cards were Wakefield is disruptive. Wakefield's uh, bothering our students. Wakefield has to sit in the hall. Wakefield went to the principal's office. Wakefield drank my coffee. Wakefield ate my chalk. Wakefield set his hair on fire. Wakefield chalk. setting my hair on fire. It was like that kind of shit. I was ADD, ADHD, and there wasn't such a thing back then, so I was imploding at all times. If you make me be still... I'll fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. So my academic career was terrible. And I actually had one teacher who didn't think she, I heard her say to another teacher in the hall, that Wakefield Brewster is so stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh no, at you. It's all the and that was in my grade 13 year, final year of high school, 18. Oh, I'm going what a way to set it up. With oh. all sorts of C's and D's already yeah. behind me. A brother who is four inches taller and a, an A student and five years older has already blazed a, a great reputation ahead of me. I am looking like nothing but another fucking failure and that's what I fucking hear. I go into university on the merit of my playing piano, switch to double major with percussion, find there's nowhere to create, go into English, take poetry, start poetry. After my first assignments, they said, this is not poetry. This is nonsense. She said, this is gobbledygook. Oh dear. She didn't even have the words to insult me like an adult. <laughs> like and someone I, who's got who's actually mastered the language that she claims she has. And this is York University in Toronto, and they put me on academic probation and I failed out. Wow. Two years later, they published my first book of poetry for required reading for humanities. Oh. 
So, how's that for sticking? This me? poem is called I Can, and it's become quite a flagship poem for me. Ugh. It is about my tragedies and my triumphs in school, but that's not what I want you to focus on per se. The biggest thing, message I've gotten in this poem is this. When you find your thing, maybe you shouldn't fucking tell a motherfucker sometimes because all of a sudden people who don't know you come out the woodwork telling you what the fuck you can't do. It's unbelievable. People you love suddenly are telling you what you can't fucking do. This is the message. <clears throat> when you find your thing and you want to do it, when people tell you you can't, remember these two things. You probably can, and you probably should. Hmm. After a decade of delivery on the MIC, unbelievably, people still asking me, what can you do with poetry? That question used to make me angry. It used to make me hot. Now I tell them, have a seat and ask them how much time they got. For you see, with poetry, I can. Duly dance down those same halls of learning where I once had the yearning to be a well-accomplished human with a 4.0. But my GPA was sadly way far below. I never got the knack of the educational flow. They made me sit still. So I stood still. I can confidently, comfortably cruise into classrooms where I was once coerced to create a captured, cornered mental state so I could clearly create a way to hate my own mind by my educators. They were edu-haters. <laughs> they formed a form to form our formative years, tainted with intolerance and a tidal wave of tears that sailed all of my dreams away from me, for they likened my self-image with one of stupidity. It was all that I heard and all that I could see. I can now be free where I was once imprisoned by a mental prism. My errant splay thoughts were like hot colored rocks. Endless ammunition for the slings of possibility, but impossibly all of my targets eluded me. For I was living in the kingdom of couldn't be me. I couldn't see the lock, so I didn't need the key. And when they finally let me go, they said, you don't know poetry. I can versify being victimized into a valiant victory. Verify that when you vilify, you eventually gotta deal with me. The transformation was tremendous. I took the word stupid and I made it stupendous. I began to manhandle the land of language that languished in a pathetic and anonymous anguish. I did decide to dissect and divide indefinitely, indubitably, what diction was doing to me. Stab a psyche with a simile, sometimes the left of center C, so as to step off into a soliloquy. Ailed the English alphabet with an oral, oral atrocity. I can wear the face of mental agility, dispel the myth of dental fragility, and proudly embrace my so-called disability. ADD, ADHD, OCD, PTSD. Now I've made an apple nymphomaniac out of me, and never once before have I so ever loved M.E. I can turn my inventive imagination into a physical infatuation. Not like sugar, not the hard refined, not like sweetener, not the artificial kind. I don't need heroin cause I'm a hero in my own mind. Spent some time with my mentality and what I did find is I can learn. And poetry taught me when the truth is unfurled, I'm the only one man who can change my world. So I can do anything. What can I do with poetry? I ask you, 
Why don't you tell me? Oh. Thank you. That Thank you very insane. much. That was insane. Best fucking episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be all chill and quiet. Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> 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 <laughs>